Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Live from the Jim Beam Left Field Lounge at PNC Park, it is Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. I'm Chris Mack of The Fan Morning Show. We'll talk to Greg Brown, voice of the Pirates in the 4 o'clock hour. Also, Pirates first baseman Josh Bell between 4 and 5 o'clock later today as well. Pleased to be joined by... We had Colin Moran a few moments ago. The other part, of, the other half of the left side of the infield, Pirates shortstop Kevin Newman with us now as well. How you doing, Kevin? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. How's it going this weekend? I know you've been doing a lot of running around, but between autographs, between photos, between uh, Q&A sessions, and now this, uh, how's it feel to, uh, I guess, sort of turn the page? It's a weird turning of the page for you guys in that, uh, this is the most organizational upheaval any of you have probably had to deal with during an off season. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's um, it's fun and exciting. Um, but getting able to come out and, and see the fans and uh, you know see how excited they are um, is kind of how we're turning the page. You know, we're, we're leaving last year behind us, and, and to see the support and and um, the excitement around around the building, around the Pirates. Um, you know, that's that's what we're going to use as fuel for now. You don't want to leave too much of a 308 season behind you, though. Um, what was the what were the adjustments you made? I asked Colin this a couple minutes ago about the adjustments he made to squeeze some more power out of his uh, time at the plate last year. What were the adjustments you made last year, uh, and where do you feel like things started to the tumbler sort of started to fall into place in your head, and where things started to click? Um, you know, I really didn't do I didn't try to do too much. Uh, I didn't try to change. Um, you know, my swing a whole bunch. It kind of just happened. Um, I thought I think it was a big combination of, um, you know, lifting well in the off season and continuing to lift during the season. I think I, I uh, held my strength uh, much better than I had in, in previous years, and that that translated to some extra power. Um, but you know, Rick Eckstein and I worked worked a lot in the cage too, and we did make you know some minor adjustments. Um, nothing major, but uh, the minor adjustments that we did make um, helped, and they translate onto the field. When you have a tough start like you did, did the DL stint almost kind of provide like a little bit of a soft reset button to the season that you were able to sort of take a step back? I mean, it's not fun. Nobody wants to get hurt. Um, but did it give you a chance to maybe take a step back and sort of, like I said, sort of push the reset button on things for the season? Um, you know, when I went on the DL, I, I kind of had the opportunity to, to sit back and and say, you know, what, what type of player do I want to be seen as? Do I want to let, um, you know, the beginning of the year stay with me and let that define me, or do I want to flip the page and work hard, continue, and, and create my own um, narrative, be who I can be mm-hmm. um, on the team? And I, and I chose to really to really work hard. I chose um, to leave it all out on the field and, and, um, and ultimately come back and try and make a difference. What's the chat been like with between you uh, Adam Frazier, Cole Tucker, the guys in the middle of the infield about how you think you may get used this year and, and how things may unfold as, as Cole continues to grow at the plate and and you guys continue to show that you can handle multiple spots in the middle of the infield. You know, that's not a conversation I've had, um, you know, with Cole or Frazier. Uh I'm pretty much just every day trying to take care of my business, trying to get better. Um, you know, I'm taking reps at short, uh, so I'm ready to play shortstop and, you know, 
I don't think too much past that, honestly. I just, I just try to take care of what I can take care of and get better every day. What goes into, uh, again, the conversations between you guys when you do go through the kind of upheaval that you did? I mean, is, what's the reaction like sort of as, as things, as news trickles out? Are you instantly texting each other like, man, it's really going down, you know? Do you, do you, do you, do you stay in constant touch or is it kind of a thing where you just sort of check in on each other and say, okay, you know, I guess things have changed and now we're going to have to pl- plug away and move forward? Yeah, you know, well, it all happened so fast. Uh, right. You know, it, it wasn't it, there wasn't much um, updating that needed to be done because it was just all of a sudden, you know, it seemed like everybody was in place. Right. Um, so, so Tuck and I actually live uh, next to each other out in Arizona, so we work out every day with each other, and, and so we're constantly talking about it just because we're around each other so much. Right. Um, and then, you know, when it happened, obviously we were both really excited and heard great things about the guys we're bringing in. So, um, so yeah, we've just been really excited and, um, you know, doing our thing out there and just getting ready to uh, report to spring training and get it going. What has Derek been like? Because at least in initial conversations with him, we had him on the show yesterday morning, um, just super down to earth um, and just very relatable. Um, what have, have you had extensive baseball conversations with him yet, or has it just been kind of getting to know the guy? Yeah, it hasn't been extensive baseball. It's just getting to know him. And you said it perfect. I mean, down to earth, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, you know, easy to talk to, just, uh, mm-hmm. just a guy that you can, you know, have a conversation with. Uh, between the lines or outside the lines, you know. Um, so I'm sure as spring training approaches and, and we report to Florida, you know, we're going to get in the, into the office and have some more in-depth conversations about baseball. But um, but from what I've uh, what I've gathered and what I've discussed with him is is more off the field, just kind of getting to know you, you know, getting to know your family, where you're from, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, you know, real relatable guy, easy to talk to, um, and so uh, we're I'm really excited. Do you kind of look at what he did with the Twins last year and kind of salivate a little bit and go, man, if he could provide just like half that punch in offense to us, what we might be able to do. Because there were times last year where you guys offensively were, were something to watch. Uh, and, and the growth that especially young guys like yourself brought to the plate, uh, do you look at it and say, man, if we get a little bit, just a little bit of that pop added, for example, or a little bit of this or a little bit of that, do you start to think, okay, we could really do some damage? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're at that point now where we do think we can do some damage. And, uh, you know, we see we look around and we see the guys that we got, and, and we're – we're pretty happy with where we're at, and um, and for him to, to bring over, you know, his experience and what he was able to do in Minnesota, uh, hopefully is is going to be huge for us. Um, you know, I can't say it enough. Like we're all really excited to to have him lead our team. Um, we've all the outreach that I've received personally from you know ex players of his and other um, other coaches of his. Like it's just been all good. Not a single bad thing has been said. Everyone just they say he's the guy that you want to get behind, you want to rally for. Um, you know, and that's something that's something that that's going to be good to have. So we're we're excited, um, and uh, and we're we're getting ready to work hard, and, and we're looking forward to it. What do you think you can most improve on? Obviously, I mentioned you had a great year last year, especially at the plate. What do you think can Kevin Newman personally most improve on going into 2020? Um, you know, everything first off, but uh, you know, defense defense is uh, is something that I want to get better at for sure. Um, you know, hitting uh, it was a good year. Um, but I want to—I definitely want to increase my range um, at short and, and continue to work on my speed. Try to get some more bags. So I'd say those are the two things that um, that I'd really like to, to see come to fruition in, in 2020. Uh, you mentioned you and Cole Tucker living near each other and working out with each other in Arizona during the off season. Is he is? I mean, there's no off switch for him, right? Uh, the answer is yes. He is the same. <laughs> that's, that's him. Like, you, you guys know Cole, and um, you know, uh, awesome dude, great personality, and um, and yeah, man, that's that's. 24-7 Cole, that's him. Wow. Uh, Kevin Newman with us here. Pirates shortstop on 93.7 The Fan. We're live from Pirates Fest 2020 in the Jim Beam Left Field Lounge at PNC Park. 
Uh, Greg Brown and Josh Bell will join us shortly here, but we continue to chat with Kevin about looking back on 19 and ahead to 20. And I, I guess when you you expect changes in the offseason, especially when you've had as much upheaval as you've had in the front office and management team. Uh, but do you do you how do you look at it when you hear rumors, for example? Because I, I don't know how much you guys pay attention to the rumor cycle and the rumor mill in the off season. Um, but what, what do you? How do you process that kind of thing when you hear names pop up of guys that have been here for a while or maybe veteran guys? What, uh, what do you talk to each other about it at all, or do you just kind of in one ear out the other? Well, I'll be honest. I I don't follow it at all. So okay. I've got no idea. Like you know. The rumors, like you said, like I, I honestly don't even know what they are. Um, I don't follow that stuff, and and I never have, um, you know. And I ask, I tell my family, I'm like, hey, I don't, I don't even want to know. Like, so right. they might know, and I don't. I, I just, I choose to stay out of stuff like that, and um, it just to me it doesn't do me any good to think about things like that because it's out of my control, anyways. Right. So you know, as as simple as I can keep it, just show up, you know, do my work. Um, be the player that I can be. I mean, that's that's really what I just try to focus on every single day, and then everything outside of that that I can't control. I don't. I try not to. You know, I try not to think about it. I, I was asking Colin Moran this a couple minutes ago because he mentioned that he thought he was he he made a concerted effort in 2019 to not tinker as much with things, whether it be in between at bats, in between games. He didn't want to over tinker with his swing at the plate and his approach at the plate. You're young enough that you've had video available to you sort of coming up through the system. Um, do you do you look at it as, okay, video is going to help me. I can go back and look at a particular at-bat and break things down and then take a different approach the next time I'm at the plate? Or do you look at it and say, as I know, I've heard this from some older veteran players who say, no, I'd much rather just wait until, I, I know I should wait until after the ball game or the next morning when I get in, and then break down the tape and look at things. Is video a help? I mean, I understand it's a help, but can it be almost a hindrance at some points because you spend too much time overanalyzing between at-bats or between games? Yeah, I think it definitely could be. Um, you know, knowing yourself as a, as a hitter um, and knowing the keys that you, you want to look at. Obviously, when you look at video and all the information that we have now, not just video, all the technology and the, right. and the stats, you know, it, it, it can, it's a lot. Um, so for me, you know, I, I know what helps me. If I look at every video and every statistic and all this stuff, it's not going to do anything because it's just too much, you know, for me to really process. But, you know, if I look, if, um, you know, if I'm shifting my weight too far forward, um, you know, that's that's really the biggest thing that I'll look at um, on video, that and, and pitch selection. Those um, those are the two things that I look at. And uh, pitch selection is during the game. Like, I'll go down and see if I swung at a bad pitch or where the pitch was. But um, everything else, yeah, definitely after the game, I, I try to – I try to let my end game, you know, the game take care of itself right. and, and then revisit it after if I do feel like, you know, something is really off. I mean, everybody swings at bad pitches, so that's that's not something, you know, that's crazy. But, um, you know, when the body starts getting out of whack and, and you'd feel like you're off at the plate, that's when I'll go and revisit video. Will you look at the opposition at all, videotape-wise, during the game? And I'm not trying to lead you down an Astros path here. I'll <laughs> save that question for, for just a minute for now. But, I mean, for example, like, you know a guy may have, may be able to snap off a killer curve. And so you, you think maybe you pick something up in the way he, you know, tips a glove or something like that. I'm talking about, like, the stuff that you're actually allowed to do yeah, now yeah, yeah, that's during the game. Is that, something, is that something that you'll take a look at in-game? Or, again, is that something you say, hey, man, I'm in, I'm in the course of a game. I'll wait till later tonight or tomorrow morning. Yeah, that's not, that's not something that I'll look at uh, in a game. Um, 
you know, if if the pitcher's doing something obvious and I can see it from the box, then right. obviously great. But but other than that, I'm not. You know, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to go in video and try to. Um, you know, see his his tips. Right. Um, I'd I'd rather be up in the game, kind of being with the game. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of answers can be or questions can be answered just by watching the game and being in the dugout rather than being underneath. So you see, you get a feel for the game, you see what the pitcher's doing, start to see, you know, his um, his patterns with other hitters, things like that. So that's that's also really important information that you're missing if you're going down under, you know, looking at too much video. Right. You guys were the only team to go into Minute Maid Park last year and win a series as visitors. Um, I don't know what to make out of that. Um, obviously, it's impressive that you guys beat the Astros on the road, and I remember the series because you guys hit the ball all over the ballpark and against that pitching staff. It's really impressive. Um, but I also kind of look at it and say, man, how'd that happen? Um, have you guys, what has been your reaction personally? And I'm, sh- I'm sure in talking with Cole, you've gotten plenty of reaction. But other guys uh, within the club about every th- all the fallout of everything that's happened this winter. Um, you know, it, it's unfortunate for the game, um, you know, what, what's been done. But... Um, I don't know. I, I, I try not to like much like many things. I try not to get too involved. Uh, you know, I, I certainly hope the whole you know buzzer rumor is is not true. I, I choose not to believe that because I don't. I don't. I, I guess I just hope that that's not right. the case. Um, but you know, other than that, you know, they they did what they did, and uh, it's unfortunate. But um, but but to go back to your point and you know going a minute made and, and winning a series, I think that's a I think that's a tell that you know we have it in us. We have we have these these great moments and I think uh, once we once we learn you know to be able to be more consistent and and maybe find that groove uh, a little earlier instead of you know after the all-star break last year going on going on a skid you know we mm-hmm. find ways to get out of that and you know hopefully that's going to be a big uh, a big part for us this year just being able to find that kind of um, that reset button when we need it well it's been great to catch up with you Kevin thanks for taking some time we'll see you again in a couple weeks down in Bradenton uh, and uh, best of luck as the off season continues, try to keep Tuck under control, <laughs> and uh, we'll we'll see you down in Florida in a couple weeks. Thanks again, man. All right, thanks for having me. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to twenty percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.